Hello and welcome to the Downloadable Concept Podcast. That over there, roaring and flaring her plumage in an attempt to scare off territorial <laughs> invaders is Fox Lee. Uh, except today I've been possessed by snot demons, so uh, I, I may have a little trouble getting through. <laughs> Down in the swampy depths, hurgling and raising his head up to see the edge of the boat is a Jeb Wrench. Everything is Jace's. And I, your tour guide on this anthropological pile of wonders, am Talon Lee. You can have, like, a fractal Jace. You could have, like, a Jace that summons a Jace. And in fact, in fact, you could have the other Jace alongside the Jace now because they changed the rules so you can have more Jaces. It's Jaces all the way down. Jaceception. I fucking hate, <laughs> fucking hate Johnny Five Jaces. <laughs> Why do they call him Johnny Five Jesus? Nobody's going to get that joke. Who listens to this? <laughs> I didn't get that joke. I, I'm hearing uh, Frankie Fourfingers from Snatch. No, no, no. No. Anyway. All right. So, first up. Uh, Is it Five Aces because you're cheating? Uh, first up, we have a fox. You've been playing any video games or have you been instead beavering away in the development cave? I like how you left that door open so I wouldn't just go, no, next question. Yeah, I'm not actually wild about the times you're actively unhelpful. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. They're pretty fun. For if someone. You if anyway, you I've been playing video games this week. If you weren't down with being unhelpful, then why the fuck would you start a podcast <laughs> with me and Fox? <laughs> In other news, I'm doing another podcast with Clay. Uh <laughs> Uh, I've, I've been playing a little video games this week. <laughs> Tell us about a cooler podcast with blackjack and well-paid sex workers. <laughs> no, we actually we have also been thinking about making a, a fourth ed D and D podcast between yes. me and Fox called Square Fireballs, just because I'm so happy with the name. <laughs> and because I need to vent about fourth ed. Mm. Anyway, you have That's played. Not a- bad. I need to vent about people trying to say fourth ed is bad. You have been playing a. Uh, I've been playing some video games. Um, you know, well, I've, I've been playing a little Sonic Mania, because, you know, Sonic Mania is there. And I haven't had a lot of time, so I've been playing some Sonic Mania. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had a lot of work to do this week, but I have found some time for some Sonic Mania. She uh, she stopped playing Final Fantasy VII to play Sonic Mania, which means Why I get my Steam account back. No, I stopped playing Final Fantasy VII because I got up to the last optional stuff before the final boss, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll get onto that." <laughs> so, so my, I'm fine now. I can start using. I can, I can make long commitments. Okay. Uh, yeah. Survey says probably. I, I think at that point you've wrung pretty much everything you want out of Final Fantasy VII. Though. I do want to finish the game. It's, it's just you know the, the two big optional boss fights are like, what even is this? I accidentally level capped everyone finishing up stupid materia leveling. And I'm like, well, like, I don't know. They're not going to get any more powerful now. Like, mathematically, you know it has to exist. that There has to be a level cap in a JRPG, but I'd never consciously gotten near one. Yeah, it doesn't usually happen. I was surprised when it was like, oh, shit, I got ages left leveling up these stupid summon materia, and everyone's already capped. Like, Pokemon is the only JRPG I can think of I've played where there's a level cap and you consciously are aware of it. I say everyone's already capped. Tifa's already capped, and that's who I care about. But the other's <laughs> capped as well at some point. I don't know. Wasn't paying a lot of attention. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic Mania. All right. And you're also going to spend yeah. September... Turns out I'm fucking terrible at finishing the Sonic Mania special stage. <laughs> but fucked if I'm not going back to Green Hill over and over again and just repeatedly trying them. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. 
<laughs> I, I I have four Chaos Emeralds. God, those UFO stages. Ugh. Mm, those were not the best thing to bring back. We bring you live now to Jeb was right, Cam. <laughs> You'll notice I never argued with Jeb about that. <laughs> no, you, you're, you're on I... board with... We, we, we have very similar opinions about Sonic Mania. It's yeah. a... And in particular, we were always on the same page as far as the UFO stages go. <laughs> and that the UFO stages are bad and should be banned. Yes. Yes, I'm fine with that. Um, but I have actually finished it since we last spoke, so I guess that's something. Hey, cool. I, I sort of, I didn't realize I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the last boss fight, and, and then afterwards the game ended, and I was like, oh, oh shit, I guess that, that was the last boss. Oh, hey, damn. Is that, I don't know. This is that feeling you get when you reach into the bag of chips and there's nothing left. <laughs> I assume that's the secret boss if you get all the Chaos Emeralds, because that's, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Tradition. But it's also just as likely you might only be able to fight the secret boss if you're Sonic. And I'm not Sonic because Tails. Right here. So, you know, these things are what they are. And about that development cave. About that development cave. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think this is particularly interesting to say. It's just, it's your jam again, so I'm going to be working on Sonic Son again. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything interesting to say about it beyond that. I, I feel it's important to connect people as much as we can to the fact that we create things. The fact that people they know and associate with and are connected to do these things and they can do these things. Okay. So yeah. It's also well, called marketing. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody doesn't remember, I'm making a, a Swan Lake uh, recasting where it's all girls. Because it's hot. <laughs> as a visual novel, she's not like running a theater production company. No, I, I, I'm not really into ballet. No. It's very ballet. <laughs> you, you, you were in so much trouble right there. Look, I was a child in the 80s and the early 90s. I was a girl child in the 80s and the early 90s, which means I've done ballet. Oh. And if you've met me, you probably know the level of contempt I have I don't, for having I done ballet at some point. I don't, I don't mean to, to, to be insulting, Fox, but... You do not strike me as the ballet type. Because <laughs> Munchlaxon don't have legs? <laughs> exactly. I've I've been kicked in the face by a ballet dancer. <laughs> it hurt. That's different. We stopped giving him shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's not what it's like for eight-year-old girl ballet dancers, no. I have to tell you. No. All right. That, what about you, Jeb? How's the video games been going? I uh, hit 50 on my, my character in Final Fantasy XIV. Well, that's, that's cool. That gets you out of that slog, right, you were complaining about? That means the, the, the progression from level 46 to 49 in Final Fantasy XIV is fucking terrible. Yeah. It's really bad. Uh, is it? The, the, the main way you... Because, like, killing, mo killing mobs in Final Fantasy XIV barely gives you any experience. So your main, your main course is to do quests and... Uh, the right. main story quests, uh, the the they there's a gap from level 46 to 49 where there are no more main story oh, quests, yeah. and there are very few quests in general. So you gotta do you can run one random dungeon a day to get like half a level. Yay! Don't uh, me wrong, that's like your half a levels. Yeah, but it's random. Some of the dungeons really suck. Uh, that's very. Uh... I mean, I, I'm surprised they didn't just fill the space up with bullshit quests, because that's normally what MMOs do. See, for, for my way of thinking, is like, if you can't fill up 46 to 49, maybe squeeze in a little. 
Squeeze it. Yeah. I sort of feel like if you can't come up with content for a level, don't put that level in the game. So, like, yeah. start your next shit at, at 40, what did you say it was 47? 46? Well, start your next yeah, bunch of plot there. Don't yeah, just go, fucking leave empty levels. Just, or just squeeze it down so it's like 1 to 45 gets you through the main story. Sure, that sounds good too. Yeah. Is this... Like, is this one where they put an expansion on the end and now there's extra levels so you get that annoying dip? Uh, something which used to be endgame? Yeah, like, well, here's World of Warcraft the thing. has that problem. Here's, here's the thing. Um, in order to proceed to expansion pack content in Final Fantasy XIV, you have to complete the main story quests. Oh, that is a really bad idea. Right. It's a fucking terrible wow. idea. But at least I can still level past 50. <laughs> Whew. Like by the time ah, I, by okay. the time I reach by the time I reach the the sec the first expansion pack, I'll probably be at like level fifty three or fifty four already, <laughs> because I have to not only not only do I have to finish the main story, not only do I not only do I have to finish the the no 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 you'll be at you have to be at fifty in order to finish the main story. There's a couple of, <laughs> there's a couple of oh, it gets better. It oh gets better. my god, uh, it gets better. You see the first part of the story, the the initial stuff that launched when. A Realm Reborn started. Uh huh. That uh, ends with a couple of raids that you ha- that you have to do. You have to do the, the raids um, to 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 actually progress. Two, and it's not to the expansion pack. No, it's the additional patch content, af- end game content after A Realm Reborn's first uh, release. So you've got to do another like thirty or forty fucking quests, including like hard mode bosses and shit like that just to get to the expansion pack. Holy shit. Guess what you gotta do to get to the second... Guess what you gotta do to get to the... Guess what you gotta do to get to the second expansion pack? Finish all the story content from the first expansion pack? And the the additional patch content from the second expansion... The first expansion pack. Oh, of course there would be additional patch content as well. Good fucking Christ. (laughs) (sighs) And some of the required stuff is hardware content, huh? Yeah, which I will grant them this: the hard mode, the hard mode dungeons and trials and stuff of Final Fantasy XIV actually have different stories to them. Hey, they're I like mean, I guess, after yeah, you did I'm this, just... in the dungeon, after you did this stuff in the dungeon, you know, like you, oh, you cleared out these monsters in the dungeon. Well, the the thing that they were working on does this cause this to happen, and now this dungeon is filled with demons or whatever, you know. So you gotta go up and beat the demons up. That is kind of cool. I just like I don't think hard mode content should ever be required. No, I don't think. What's it, the I point of having fucking, different difficulty I, modes I, if you require them? I I, I don't fucking like. I, I don't I don't like dun- dungeons and and raids being required content. Mm. <laughs> Hell, I don't really like anything being required content. But that's another issue. I grew up on MMOs where you got to do whatever you fucking wanted to level up, and we the- loved it. The uh, this is one of those problems that crops up in MMO designs when you're dealing with very large populations because there is enough of a population of Final Fantasy fourteen and I I mean like millions of people who yeah. are at the level cap ten million and they don't oh yeah yeah <laughs> there are ten million people but playing like, that that's game. a fair few millions yeah but there is a, a significant fraction of that pop player base and they are the invested player base who will you know stick around uh, so they're kind of like the 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 core of the involvement of the game. And they're the ones who have already gone past those points and have already, you know, dealt with the doldrums and they all did it over time, which means there's no concentrated analysis of, Hey, this five level period sucks nuts, especially because it was, it was, uh, you know, 
it was the thing, and some of them passed over it when the circumstances around it were completely different, which means that it's now very hard for the developers to realistically look at. Fixing this five-level stretch would be good design, good user experience. It would make life better for, like, even if they go the Blizzard route and make it just silly easy and just say, look, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore whether or not that content is hard, so we're just going to let you fly through it at high speed. Uh, Going back and doing uh, Cataclysm content in World of Warcraft after Mr. Pandaria (laughs) launched, it was was hilarious. It was like, oh, I remember this being much more of a slog. That kind of thing (laughs) is... It's like, oh, you found a stamp. Three levels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That that kind of thing is something you do need to solve. But when you're dealing with a population of millions, everything you do has to play. Like, if you do something that, like, gives the top tier players a new hat, and that's only 1% of the population, it's like, yeah, that's still 100,000 people. That's that's a lot of people who are going to be happy you did that. And that means fixing that one area, you really have a hard time justifying dedicating that kind of dev resources. And like these are the kinds of problems that MMOs get into, and because of just the economies mm. of, of population, you wind up not fixing. And that's why um, Cataclysm was such a brave move on Blizzard's part, because they were effectively saying, we're going to take a whole expansion to give a lot of you something you don't want or care about at all. And because of that, we're going to give you less of the stuff you do want, and that's just how it's going to be. And players hated them for it. Well, part of the uh, granted, part of that issue granted, in WoW is, is the, that they this discouraged this the ulting so effectively. Like, making new characters was such a miserable experience if you already had someone near the level cap. Yeah, and Jeb? Mm-hmm. I say this, keep in mind, Final Fantasy XIV is the, uh, th- this is the, the MMO that literally ended the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, obviously the difference there is that, that WoW players were heavily invested in what WoW was before that point, whereas Final Fa- the original Final Fantasy XIV was... I mean, I'm sure someone Bad. liked it, but there was a, a pretty yeah, I, hard consensus that it wasn't good. I found someone who liked it. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be someone. I found someone. I found someone who did a fucking let's play of it. Wow. I found someone who did a the, fucking uh, let's play of it. It's amazing how bad it is, and he mm. loves it. I am so happy that he loved this so much because <laughs> this was garbage. To attack something, he had to like oh. He, to, to attack to attack a mob, he's like, okay, just gotta click on it, and then you gotta put enter to pull out your weapon, and you gotta hit enter again to lock on. Okay, now your hotbar comes up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 14 1.0 came out right about the same time Cataclysm did. Yeah, I remember that. That's the benchmark. Um <laughs> There's a there is a uh, Definitely a- if you're gonna start playing a new MMO you would want to choose Cataclysm in that case, and I'm not a big fan of WoW. There's a there's a expanding brain meme forming in my head at one of those ones with the th- multiple panels, and because like, <laughs> I because I have these conversations in academic circles and talking about games and game culture and whatnot, and like you know the the academic book on World of Warcraft, like yeah okay fine, the academic book on Eve, mm. <laughs> but I want to see That's the academic basically a social studies textbook at that point. I want well, there's already been academic papers on World of Warcraft. No, I met on Eve. But yeah, and Eve, <laughs> Eve gets some economics textbooks stuff on it. But the one I really am curious about is the Final Fantasy XIV arc because it was such a disastrous failure on launch. Uh, there's the story of Square's Soft dropping five points because one investor just went mm. barf and dropped it. That's... Well, keep in yeah. mind that... Yeah. Keep in mind that, like, uh, 
Final Fantasy IV, they were the Square was so unsatisfied with Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 that uh, they didn't charge a subscription fee for it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you don't hear stories about that kind of thing being recovered. They they just get shut down and ditched. It's what happens when you have infinite money. And now there is a serious argument that it might be the biggest English language MMO that exists. <laughs> yeah, there, biggest English language. Yeah. Wow. There there is a serious. Well, World of Warcraft has stopped publishing subscriber numbers. Oh, okay. And it was the only real option at that size. Even the even MMOs people think of as being big. Are not sure, yeah. Wow, class. Ten million. I mean, next tier is sort of like your Guild Wars two kind of stuff, maybe. Yeah, which just doesn't compare. The the information about WoW subscriber numbers is now protected um, shareholder information, <sighs> but on the other hand, shareholder their, their price keeps going up. So whatever their whatever numbers they're reporting, it can't be too bad. <laughs> well, well, look, keep in mind they're not that wrong in that uh, WoW. Occupies yeah. such a ridiculous place in the MMO discourse now that you could very reasonably say that releasing its numbers has more impact on its numbers than just about anything else you can do. Yeah, like people are idiots about WoW's numbers, and and also one of the other added complications for World of Warcraft, which I'm surprised to find that uh, Final Fantasy XIV doesn't seem to have, is numbers for World of Warcraft were heavily polluted by the Chinese government. No, did they sponsor uh, gold farming? There is, yeah, there is some evidence that the Chinese government was involved in gold farming. The uh, Final Fantasy which fourteen is has a huge problem such a with uh, gold farming. Weird. Okay, they they, okay. they, re- they routinely mm. have to ban ban tons of accounts. Like it's like a like a biannual uh, happening. The 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 purge of the yeah of the RMT. Actually, the wow. the purge, the gold, purge. the gold, the gold farm purge actually just happened today or yesterday. Ah, <laughs> so like, I, I'm, and any MMO of any size gets this mm-hmm. because the because ultimately what you're trying to buy is people's spare money um, for their spare time. Uh, yeah. So so, the, so if you can get a population of any decent size and there's an exploit that lets you generate money, people will do this. These things will happen. Though, as always, I like bringing it back to City of Heroes where. I mean, yeah. we did eventually get people trying to sell in for real world money, but it yeah. was so rare you'd be like, "Oh, that's novel! I'll take a screenshot of that." Yeah, and and, and uh, it was because inf was so damn meaningless; it was just easy to make money. One of the things that really gave a shit in, in hindsight uh, with well with City of Heroes, one of the things I realized that did happen quite a bit was people trading real world labor for inf. You could buy oh, commissions, yeah. commissions and stuff. Yeah, sure for fantasy play money, but. That's no, I mean, that's, that's no different from Gaia Gold or Focadia Dragon Scales or DeviantArt Points. Or, yeah. Like, and that's already pretty well established and it's not usually done by anyone being abusive. Yeah. The, the, it, it's just a really interesting thing that, um, Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy 14, I don't know if they, like, realistically speaking, when you're talking about 10 million people and it's spread across South Korea, Japan and America, odds are reasonably good the Chinese government is at least somewhat involved or, or aware of it. But yeah, sorry, I, I, we went we were kind of on this tangent here. This yeah, is super fun. interesting, this is though. Fun. Well, I could, I could um, talk more. Hmm. About We've had a topic. because Final, yeah. Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 is fucking fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This 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 is the thing. I, I want to know more about this game. I want someone to do like Masters of Doom, but for Final Fantasy fourteen Part One. Yeah, I wish we had more to like. You know, you and I know nothing about this, and Jeb, I assume you didn't play it back then. I did not play it. You're I just, just in been, contact I've with been, people who did. No, I've been I've been doing research. 
because uh, I want to learn more about Final Fantasy XIV yeah. Warren by now. Um, when the when the world was ending, uh, cool. I mean, Fox and I were friends with someone who played it. When the, when the world was ending, uh, things would like there there were actually in game things that would be fucking up, like the uh, the weather effects suddenly uh-huh. turned into just like aurorae, auroras. And uh, of course, you had the the, the moon. which is they built assets for the end of the world. Well, and they also had, of course, the moon was slowly coming down that you could see in the sky at all the time, to- all times. Mm. The the blazing red moon. Um, <laughs> the uh, are you familiar with the the Final Fantasy creature Atomos or Atomos? Only vaguely. They have a terrifying low poly face on it. The Atomos is the like in Final Fantasy. No, not really. Uh, in in Final Fantasy Nine, it was a summon that like inhaled everything. It was a giant maw, and it was also in Final Fantasy V. Tal, you've probably seen that one at the top of the tower. Yeah. Okay, um, those would appear. Yeah, yeah, I uh, remember this one top, at the top of um. In Final Fantasy fourteen, there are these things called etherite etherite crystals, which are your fast travel system. You would uh, go to them, you'd spend a, uh, some currency, and you would travel to or sorry, you would spend some currency to use your your teleport spell. To go to that crystal. When the Atomos started appearing at these crystals, it drained the magic out of them, and suddenly it no longer cost you anything to use the fast travel system. Hmm. Of course it costs you something to use the fast travel system. <laughs> I fucking hate fast travel. Well, no, that, that's not quite right. I fucking hate paid fast travel systems in MMOs. They make me very gross. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, they, they went to great lengths to end the world, not just to have the world have ended. Uh, they would start sometimes uh, end game caliber monsters would start spawning in the middle of towns, and so would end game caliber. And so would end game caliber loot. Oh, and all right, fine. The battle theme got corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. They 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 really went hard on. Okay, it's like well, we're not going to be. <laughs> we're we're going to just start over. So fuck it, let's go all in. The thing then, that's really course, remarkable there is, like I said, they had to create assets for this. Mm-hmm. Which means, during the process while they were creating the new game, there were artists whose primary job was, you need to be creating the stuff that will end the previous game. That's pretty interesting. Like, just as a sort of like a world-building experimental thing. Mm-hmm. Things and you can I, do with I assume for the money. most part, there's not too much difference in those things. <laughs> yeah. Like, definitely writing corrupted versions of battle themes or whatever. that That's his own thing. But, like, you know, making Aurora effects for weather. That, you know, that that has reused potential. Mm. <laughs> Could be an asset for the future. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, you know, in any case, it, it definitely is really interesting. So, Talon, what have you been playing? <laughs> so, okay, straight up, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3. It's a good game. I've uh, been doing work and trying to make my make myself break away from just doing more work, which means I needed something that was kind of big and consuming, but also didn't have a lot of like load time to get going. And Diablo 3 was working out pretty well for me. Um, so on the topic of that whole Blizzard decision to make it so it's just easier, um, <laughs> I huh, I played Diablo 3 up to level 6 when it was new. I barely played that game. I didn't like it very much. I... Booted up my new ver- I booted up my version with the with the downloader recently, and I don't have Reaper of Souls and I don't have the Necromancer, so I'm just playing basic vanilla Diablo three as much as I can now with all the changes that have happened. Fully patched. I uh, vanilla Diablo three. 
I went from level six to level forty in about four play <laughs> sessions. I killed Diablo. I have not yet died. Yep. You get buffs that last on your character until you die. <laughs> I have them stacked. <laughs> now, I, I was also, I learned, playing on the lowest difficulty. I didn't realize that um, difficulties unlock when you finish on a higher difficulty. So you can just sit there looping on normal forever, and that's fine. But uh, I didn't realize I was doing that. So I ramped the difficulty up, but I'm now on the second highest difficulty I can get my hands on. I still haven't died. So they've definitely done a lot to make it so that that early experience is as frictionless as possible because they clearly want you concentrating all the difficulty and all the effort in this whole greater rifts thing. That's probably a bit of that. I'm sure it's also easier to die, uh, easier to not die when you have a massive horde of things taking hits. That's true. That's true. Just putting that out there. Speaking as a barbarian. I am playing a very uncomfortable witch doctor who has voodoo dogs and a voodoo zombie and summons little voodoo fetishes. I'm not wild really about this. <laughs> Feels like a blizzard out there. Everything has kind of a different aesthetic in your head. It's very... It's, yes, it's very <laughs> blizzard. <laughs> this is how we do representation, yeah. right? Oh, look, it's a witch doctor mask, and it's got two things, skulls on it, and shrunken heads. <laughs> you gotta oh, have my. shrunken heads. Yeah. It's cultural. And, you know, yeah, the character is a rolling ball of... of uh, gross area effect. I really, I, I really love the playstyle because it's reminding me a lot of both my favorite. Blizzard is the company. Blizzard is the company that looks at the phrase "cultural appropriation" and reads it as culturally appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like playstyle wise. Uh, the character has like a, a damage over time effect that they can put on people, and if they die while that damage over time effect is still going it splits and jumps to two other people. So that's like the Death Knight plagues back in right. back back in pre-cataclysm World of Warcraft. And those were broken, by the way. I'm I'm not I'm not saying we need them back. I'm just saying they were cool, but they were broken. Uh, a pile of pets which run around biting and fighting things. One big buggery pet whose whole thing is whenever he encounters Don't have a buggery pet. Oh, sorry. Yes. One great big bugger of a pet who, whenever he encounters uh, a special elite mob or gets hit with a status effect, grows to double size and starts cleaving everything. <laughs> and whenever areas get too mopped up, I can barf, like, acid over everything. So effectively, I'm playing, like, a, a Diablo 2 druid slash death knight. <laughs> and it's glorious. I, I'm busted in all sorts of ways. Like, this game it's is clearly so not designed... Good. To actually be hard. That's why I love the Crusader. <laughs> but it's so fun. I love the Crusader. <laughs> Crusader is a fucking paladin yeah, that gets he, that gets to like throw a shield, and then yeah. the, the shield bounces between targets, and each of those targets explode. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the thing that's really uh, remarkable about this, because as a game designer, I can look at this and go, I am clearly not actually being challenged. Like, nothing here is hard. But when I get a little massacre fanfare and I go, you killed 15 things, or you killed 50 things, or you killed 130 things, I'm still like, no, fucking, I'm awesome. (laughs) Like, they are so good at polishing the response (laughs) to the way the game feels. It feels so powerful, even though I know, by definition, I must be swatting flies. I must not actually be hurting anything that's hard. I... And then I ran into my first purple boss. I'm not boss being challenged, on, but uh, torment difficulty. I don't give and I was like, shit. "Oh, okay, no, this is hard." <laughs> did, did you manage to die? No, 
still didn't die. Okay. Still didn't die, but just watching this thing not melt, like, oh, 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 I have to pay attention here. (laughs) Ah, there's a chunk in my porridge. (laughs) I ran out out of mana and I lost a pet. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It just got real. Yeah, something died. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, uh, I definitely recommend if you want something like this, if you want to just brain off through it. Uh, yeah, Diablo 3 is real good. It's got a really good... We call this it, a it's, power... You know what? We call this a power fantasy. It also, it's reminded me a lot of people talking about Hearthstone. Because a lot of the time people talk to me about what they think is good about Hearthstone. And almost always, they don't realize it, but they're not mentioning anything mechanistic. Anything systemic. Anything about the design of the game. What they're usually mentioning is stuff that's polish that's pleasant effect that the game builds into the way it designs things. And this is what Blizzard does. Blizzard is amazing at making interfaces and interactions feel nice. And Diablo 3 is the Hearthstone feels nice experience, but you don't have to involve any other player unless you want to work with them, and it goes straight into your damn veins. It's just whoosh. It's directly into your eyeballs. Yeah, you're straight in. I'm glad you're having fun with it. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm thinking like, oh, I might want to make a witch hunter or, or, a, or a, a, a paladin or something at this point. But, you know, getting there. You don't get paladins yet. Oh, nuts. Oh, the other thing is uh, Diablo 3 has a lot of systems. It's got a crafting system. It's got a loot system. It's got gems and sockets. It's got legendary items and rarities and all that stuff. I've ignored it. Crafting system? Yeah, it's got a crafting system. I have... How do I not remember that? It might be new, ah. uh, but I have deliberately not been paying attention to that. I whenever I get whenever I get to town after my bags are full, I check my pockets and go. Okay, anything anything have a bigger single number than anything I'm wearing? Okay, I'll swap it. Uh, you have I, at least been gearing. Uh, yeah, and I okay. and then I dump everything else. So there have been some upgrades, but this means that I did wind up upgrading my sidekick's weapon after forty levels uh, of him hanging around. He's like, oh, thanks. I I just got a four digit upgrade <laughs> to my damage. Thanks that thank thank you for giving me a weapon. That's nice. <laughs> Glad you noticed, boss. I've been sitting over here with a stick for the last thirty five levels. But the thing is, the game throws it at you. Doesn't punish you for not wanting to engage with that. <laughs> I could be better. I could be even more busted. Yeah, but I don't want to, so it's okay, and I uh... it forgives you. I mean, to me, there's a very big difference between it's easy enough that you don't have to engage with that and it doesn't punish you for not engaging with that. Like, Fair, fair. Like, you're probably not supposed to be able to ignore those systems uh, in terms of the original design intent. Oh, probably. I don't know. For all I know, the crafting system is brand new. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, like, you can, you know, engage in, like, the, the PvP arena play and you can engage in the... The uh, the the rift, whatever they're called, you know the you can engage yeah. in all the the challenge modes and the the highest end difficulties and the season rankings and the leaderboards and everything. It's got all that for for the high end yeah. play. Or you can just be a god of war and murder all these <laughs> yeah. demons all the time. Sure, sure, and I wouldn't argue that that is a system you're not supposed to be penalized mm. for disengaging with. But probably things like loot and crafting, you know, mm-hmm. supposed to have been necessary. Well, the crafting... They're just easy enough now. That you can, the I, crafting. I don't know. I can't remember anything about crafting. It, it might have been in there. It's been a long time since I played. 
Yeah. Uh, and most of my memory is clouded by, yeah, I had a good time, but fuck our internet connection. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Now it's, now it's, uh, now our internet connection is really good. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to try it again because mm. that, the, when I stopped playing was basically when our connection was at its worst in many years. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, D- Diablo 3, surprisingly, uh, wonderful experience. <laughs> uh, I, it, it reminded me a lot of how I've heard people talk about MOBAs. Somebody said that last year. With yeah, well, oh, don't, don't get me wrong. By the way, Jeb, if you if we want to get into the festival of hey, Jeb, here's stuff you said that I now agree with because I've had a chance to go and test it. Last night I downloaded Sproggywood. <laughs> oh my god, Good. that game is great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've only played the first dungeon, but I couldn't stop giggling. <laughs> Re- 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 rewind a bit. Yeah. Uh, for those of us who aren't Jeb, how is it like uh, <laughs> a MOBA? Uh, it, it's like a, it, it reminds me of people talking about a MOBA with a good team. Like you get that feeling of like excellence. Now I know full well that what's happening is a Blizzard have made a big soft machine to cover me and go, you are a special boy. Have the confetti. Yay. But it's a nice machine and I like it. But is that what MOBAs do? <laughs> if, if MOBAs give you that reward feeling, if you get, if you're like a good team and like your friends and you do well. Okay. I understand. I don't actually... I know one person who likes MOBAs and are, uh, you know, prone to having both hateful and lovely things to say about them. Anyway. <clears throat> Sproggy one's really cute. Is <laughs> <laughs> this the one with the fish? Sproggy one, adorable. No, Sproggy Wood... Sproggy Wood was the, was the roguelike with the sheep leading me on. Oh, right. <laughs> in the vampiric bitch form. I like that sheep. <laughs> it's a really, really sweet looking little game. I'm, I'll, I will report back more on Sproggy Wood later. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I, did I see you playing Gex this morning? I played, I, so last night at the university, I realized that I was physically at the university with my laptop and the uni's internet account is a lot better than mine. <laughs> So I went a little bit bananas. What's that? You don't say. The uni got mm-hmm. full uh, uh, fiber optic infrastructure instead of the rollouts they eventually did to the suburbs, which is, well, you still want your old shitty-ass copper cables to your house, right? That won't slow it down at all. Also, it was near midnight on a Friday night, so no one was there. No also one that. was using it, which meant I got 19 meg a second. <laughs> <laughs> which means that Sproggy would... Literally downloaded faster than the interface could report it on my laptop. <laughs> I got the pop-up in the corner saying, Sproggywood has now installed before the progress bar had finished. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, and, and this meant that I did get a little bit of a grab bag of some games, one of which was Gex. And now it's time for Retro Gaming News. All the news that's fit to print coming to you live now from the June 2014 E3 Microsoft presentation. Brought to you by Gex, the best Microsoft character. Yes, it's a t- it's a perfect time, three years and two months, sorry, three years and three months afterwards, to talk about the E3 presentation by Microsoft in 2014. We're just going to do a quick rundown of the games they decided to show off that may have come out or may or have, have been cancelled. Yes. I scale, ba- I scale bound. <laughs> okay, so scale bound's right off the list. So the period we're talking about is three months after the actual E3? No, no, no. Oh. Now, it's no. September. This is a June 2014 event. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Okay, first up, we have a open world racing video game developed for the Xbox One and Xbox 360. It's a Forza sequel. Horizon 2. Yes. Uh, it, it is a sequel to 2012 Forza's Horizon and the seventh installment in the Forza series. How do you do open world racing? Uh, Burnout did it, but yeah. Burnout did it in a city. Well, uh, for, for those of you who are curious about how Forza Horizon works, because it's the good game, um, <laughs> as a good game, what you do is you, uh, you get your car, and you get in your car, and you drive around places, and you find stuff to do in your car. Instead of going just, okay, here's your race on this track. No, it's like, uh, drive up in the mountains. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a race up here in the mountains. Let's do the race up here in the mountains. Uh, okay. okay. So the races are among things you can find in the open. Okay. Yes. Right. As well as yeah. you can find other players online to race against on the roads. It's cool. Yeah. Really cool. What's Horizon 3 is set in Australia. Oh. I hope it has the... I, hope... I am so instantly suspicious. I hope it has the New England Highway in it. That's the that's the I famously so boring highway that the road signs have trivia on them to keep drivers from falling asleep. I don't or, know anything uh, about developing mental Australia, illness. So, uh, <laughs> basically, any, 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 let's let's be clear: the the Forza Horizon games are designed as a game first and a simulation of a real world area let, uh, second. Right. So the mm. the cities are not going to be true to form in order to be more fun to race it. Right. I'm not good. saying I want them to map Sydney or anything. I'm saying that I don't want to see like a US style gas station <laughs> in the middle of fucking Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> or like a subway or something. You mean a trainer? Well, a subway I... couldn't be a trainer. Mm. Anyway. I, I don't think we've seen anything like that in Forza 3. Um, there, there are some landmarks. I don't know. Do you, do you, is there somewhere in Australia that has like giant like... I, I, what were they were they radar Prawn? dishes or <laughs> pineapple? No, like radar yeah. dishes on like a rail? Yeah, that, that's oh. Jogrel Bank. That's um, that's the radio telescope. That that's a real thing. Yeah. Okay. That's like, that's one of the things you can find there. If they haven't replicated that exactly, yes, we have something like those. It's like Western Australia or something, isn't it? I honestly don't know where the hell they are. No. Hmm. I did hope you were going to say prawn or pineapple or something because let's, because let's there be is honest. a grand history of big things in this country. Yeah, we build ridiculous am, things I out of fiberglass. Sure there is no island off the coast of Australia that is uh, a Hot Wheels theme park <laughs> to actually drive in. <laughs> no, there must be wild animal theme parks in which to run away from wild animals. <laughs> Turns out that when kangaroos don't know what humans are, they're not very friendly. <laughs> I literally, the, the reason I bought Forza Horizon 3 when I did is because it gave me the regalia from Final Fantasy XV to drive around in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, up next, we have a third-person linear adventure game with some exploration elements and some physical puzzle solving. Definitely in your uh, cinematic narrative mold of game. It's a sequel. Um, it's a sequel featuring one of one of gaming's beloved senior Rise characters. Of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes, this is this is Tomb Raider, the good one. I've heard good things about it. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Probably should pick it up when it's on sale. <laughs> anyway, hmm. I must have misheard. I thought you said first person. Oh, third person. Third person. Sorry, I apologize if I said first. That would definitely be a misleading clue. You uh, probably said the right thing. 
All right, so this... I, I did mention the snot demons, right? I'm yeah. a little slow today. All right, so this one, I don't think Fox has got a good strong chance of getting. I don't have a good strong chance of getting any of these. I know shit about, uh, about 2004. <laughs> 2014. The, I don't even know what year we're in. For that. Not me. <laughs> or the Xbox in general. All right. Or, yeah, definitely, yeah, any of the X consoles. Well, I know you've finished at least one of these games. But next up, we have a game that caused some hmm, public attention to its marketing campaign for being possibly over-enthusiastic about DLC sales, in that there was a DLC bundle for sale before you could buy the game. Wow. Before you could pre-order the game. This game was famously... No, not Dead Rising. This game was said to have fallen out of the bullshit tree and hit every branch (laughs) on the way down by one James Sterling. Uh, I can't remember what it is, though. Mm, It's an asymmetrical multiplayer game. Uh, It went free to play recently. uh, Oh, um... Mmm... Oh, oh, um, uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it, yes, I was going to say Evolution, uh, yeah. No, but you, you knew the game, and you were, yeah, yes, it's Evolve. <laughs> I'm told as a free-to-play game, it's actually pretty decent. <laughs> well, clearly the DLC was all they wanted to sell in the first place. Much, much like Brink, apparently being free makes these games a little less awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's easier to put up with, with bullshit when you're not paying for it. By the way, shout out to the, like, 3,000 remaining Brink players who were shuffling around in dusty servers before it went free-to-play, and then it became the third highest shooter game on Twitch in one day. (laughs) All right, next up, we have the conclusion, I think, of a game franchise that was well-beloved and well-regarded, RPG. It was... It wasn't in, you know, they were an original property when they launched it and it became a thing. It's, um, honestly, it, it, it tends to get held up as like one of those iconic touchstones of the 2000s era RPG market. Like, that's one of the games that people compare RPGs to. Um, Big World, Dragon Big War, Dragon Age Inquisition. No, it's supposed to be the final one, is it? I think. I think. I'm not sure if that's not the case. Maybe. It's hard to tell these days. Also, it has a multi... I mean, I, I realize it might not necessarily be like, you know, Mass Effect 3 and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> might not be the final one, even if they try really hard to make it the final one. Yeah. Um, Such is the nature of franchises. The, uh, the the other notable thing about this is apparently it has a multiplayer that's modeled on, like, kind of like the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. So if they were going to get me in, <laughs> that's where they'd go for it. Huh. Does this mean they made the combat not garbage in Dragon Age? I don't know. Hey, Jeb. No. Dragon Age Scholar, Jebless Wrenches. Still crap? Still not great. It's better in Inquisition, mm. but um, the multiplayer is like... Uh, it's kind of like queuing up for a dungeon in an MMO. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a comforting phrase to hear in that in, with that inflection. <laughs> it's not It's not great. It's not great. All right. To be clear, I, uh, I haven't played Dragon Age Inquisition. I haven't even played Dragon Age 2. Um... I only played the first Dragon Age, and the combat was very much in that vein of, of this is just a visual representation of numbers being mashed into each other, mm-hmm. and it, it's one of those, like, hybridized, really, it's turn-based, we're going to pretend it's real-time because people are more excited for well, real-time. It's, a, and- it's, a, it's a, it, like, Dragon Age was, you know, uh, 
launched as a spiritual successor to Neverwinter Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so definitely what it felt like Dragon in the combat. Dragon Age Origins very much is is along those veins. I think the best combat right. in the series is Dragon Age Two, and that's because you can actually turn auto attack off if you want, Ooh. and play it more like an action game. Hey, all right. Um, this one's the, the next thing they they showed off, and I'm not I'm not gonna like let you guess through this one because it's a bit weird and and you know you might argue it's not a game. Uh, Jeb, do you remember Project Spark? Yes, I do. Okay, G- tell us what Project Spark was. Project Spark was the uh, the continuation of uh, I can't remember what the the original the the old Microsoft uh, slap to get slap together your own sort of video game toy was, but it was uh, an environment for you to create your own game scenarios, kind of uh, sort of like a toy box, mm. sort of like a a toy box where you could make levels and you could place <coughs> uh, you could you could place enemies and NPCs and you could use the very basic uh, form of, of logic that you could give to it was uh, it was like an educational a, tool like a Mario Maker-y little big planet level builder-y uh, Disney Infinity level builder but a lot more advanced mm-hmm. I don't know about Disney Infinity but a lot more advanced than Mario Maker yeah okay Project Spark was a thing meant for schools basically <laughs> Project Spark, which was shuttered in 2016. If you have it installed, if you have a copy, you can still access offline copies of everything you made with it, but there is no more sharing or anything like that. Don't know if that was a particularly big thing, but as with these kinds of projects, I'm absolutely certain it was very important to someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A Metroidvania game that they made um, that that was designed to have the smack of indie about it. Um, It's a... uh, you know, because it's a game about something childlike, exploring a big, scary world that's possibly trying to ick you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this game is adorable and it's beautiful. It, uh, it, it, uh, is it Ori? It's Ori, yeah. I was going to go on to say it looks like it has a really robust, strict linear progression and apparently, as speedruns have shown me, no, it doesn't. No, it just doesn't. Uh, look, glitching <laughs> things doesn't count as having a non-linear progression. We lure the frog. <clears throat> uh, and I assume this is the one you're saying I finished, but I haven't actually. Oh! I, I haven't played, like, the last boss or whatever in Ori. I apologize to the listener. I misled you about Fox's skill at video games. She's, in fact, not good enough to have finished Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm just good sorry. enough to have finished it. I just haven't finished it because, once again, there was something that I didn't realize I was it. supposed to do before a certain point, and then I was paralyzed going into the final fight without having finished everything and, and saved everything. Because... Ah. That is the kind of anxiety I deal with in video games. How can I save the world if I haven't saved everything in the world? Mm. Uh, I'm a complicated muchlax. Now, Jeb already knocked this one completely out of the, out of the running. The first thing he mentioned, which was Scalebound. Now, what's that? I kind of I'm it's kind of sad now. about this. Um, what is it, Jeb? Go on, Jeb. Scalebound was going to be the the platinum game story of a of a, of a boy sent. Uh, back into a medieval sort of fantasy kingdom world thing and also his pet giant dragon. Sweet. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Don't get me wrong. Your main character is named Drew. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the main character. But you have a giant fucking dragon. And the combat was about, you know, you could either get off your giant fucking dragon and, and do, like, sword stuff, I guess, with the nerd. 
Or, or you could use a giant fucking dragon. <laughs> so part of what killed Scalebound in development was that Platinum Games were developing it primarily as a graphical flow test. Specifically, what they wanted was to make it so that animations could flow into one another procedurally instead mm. of necessarily having to animate every transition for every action so mm. that a character running could do something in a way that they would look like they would do it while they were running without them necessarily having to code a unique animation for every time and every different floor bound. It was oh, it wow. was apparently a massive amount of effort. It's very ambitious. And that's why they had two characters, because at first it was like, well, you can always point and the dragon will do things, and the dragon is so big, its interaction with the world is very broad and very easy. But as they got more and more into this system, they found, like, actually, there's a whole bunch of fine stuff you could do with a dragon. And, oh, this system's really cool. And and we are so far down this rabbit hole, there is no way the game that comes out of this is going to make enough money. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> or oh. be good. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Uh, bear in mind, this game was originally being developed before Bayonetta. So Scalebound started before Bayonetta started. Bayonetta started, got made, came out. Bayonetta 2 started, got made, came out. And Nier Automata and Korra and Transformers Devastation. So they had six games. And Turtles. And Turtles. Six games. And Scalebound going. And so Scalebound was never... And Wonderful 101. Yeah. It was never going to happen. It looked really cool. I'm I'm sad it's gone. Um, I especially am sad Mm. knowing that there was potential, like, because they were focusing so much on the engine and stuff, they hadn't really bothered to develop the characters much, which meant all the promo trailers and stuff Mel were made Rise of Revengeance. Yeah, that too. Jeez. Platinum are good at that this stuff. That was Platinum? Yeah. yeah. The, the point is, they had potential for Scalebound to get much better than it was in the promotional trailers, and it still looked like it was pretty cool, because you had a giant fucking dragon, and you had a dragon arm. I was cool for that, but yeah. Uh, also, the the dragon had a degree of AI, and it had habits and preferences. Mm-hmm. And if you left it alone, it would run off and play on its own and ignore you. And I, I don't know. Oh, I want to do that. Mm. I want that with optional two player also. <laughs> so you could be the dragon while yeah. I run around and nerd. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. I've already made a version of it in my head where the human character is a girl. So that was implicit in what I just said. <laughs> I did. This happens. Yeah. Um, there was also an announcement of a new Isn't character, Killer Dragon Instinct. Guard 3? Mm. Eh, not that kind of a girl. Dragon Guard 3 commits the unforgivable sin of terrible platforming puzzles and then commenting on his terrible platforming puzzles. I'm not sure I'm letting it out of the doghouse yet. <laughs> um, to be fair, that's no, like you... every fucking Yoko Taro game. Yeah, and also you know this. You commented on this yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say something like... Your attention. Yes! If I want to play a badass fat girl protagonist but have to wear a pretty fucking dress all the time, I'll play, well, I'll play another Yoko Taro game. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. This is also when they announced the reboot of Phantom Dust. Yeah. Which we talked about which in an earlier episode a couple existed. of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply loved <laughs> by the Clearly it had great impact on us. Loved by those who loved it, not loved by those who didn't love it. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> and finally, they it announced... now. You can actually <laughs> play it now. You can play multiplayer Phantom Dust, I guess. It certainly was a game. <laughs> and they also announced it still a, is game a game. Still is a game. About, they also announced a game about being a super-powered cop. 
in a super-powered city. <laughs> where you would get to do all sorts of cool things, like grappling hooking all over the place, and flying, and crashing through buildings, and having buildings deform realistically when they got destroyed, so you could actually have, like, buildings collapse on one another, and you were rounding up super-crime. Yeah! Look, they still uh, insist that Crackdown 3 is coming out. They insist Crackdown 3 is happening. Uh, just cause Arkham City. <laughs> yeah, uh, Crackdown 3, which was due fair, out every time they rele- next month. To be fair, every year, that, every, year they, every year they release new Crackdown 3 footage, and it looks better and better every fucking time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, it, and I honestly think that the original 2014 footage looked pretty good. If that game had come out, I probably would have liked it, but... The comment from one of the... It's never coming out. Yeah, it's never coming out. That's that's the thing. The announcement this month, postponing it to later in 2018, which is a wonderfully weaselly sentence because it might mean later, comma, in 2018. So it comes out in January. (laughs) Or it might mean late 2018. That's probably what it means. (laughs) Nonetheless. I mean, probably what it means is we will at some point make another announcement telling you when it's been bumped to. But... You know, if we're going to give it some credit. Yeah. I mean, it works for um, Persona 5. The, the statement from the, the head developer, she said something. Not the head developer, the, the, lead, the lead person who actually gives the commentary on this. <laughs> I can't remember her name. But she commented that we were so focused and fixated on making the systems intricate and functional. We felt that there was more, we need to spend more time polishing the game aspect of it. <laughs> what the hell systems are you making that aren't part of the <sighs> game aspect of it? The fun bits! <laughs> uh. <laughs> The fun bits, the, the parts where, like you grab, where you game. can pull down fucking buildings. Yeah, I just... Excuse me, whenever they, you can we pull down to... fucking buildings. In my defense, I said that before you said pulling down buildings. Go beat up Activision and get the blast call license <laughs> off them and just make that. <laughs> but to be fair, Blast Core, you're not playing a superhero. No, no. Well, you're playing a kind of superhero. The kind who wrecks everything. <laughs> And Crackdown 1 was good. Crackdown yeah. 2 wasn't. So mm. if Crackdown and, 3 and ever comes out, I'm sure it will, it will buck the trend. And bear in mind, Battlefield Hardline came out between the announcement of, crack, uh, of Crackdown 3 and today. And I can imagine a whole bunch of people who are working on a game about a superpowered cop looking at the reaction to Battlefield Hardline and going... <sighs> that was, in fact, the reaction that I had. Mmm. To, to be fair, agents to be fair, fair Crackdown... Crackdown is very, you know, bright and colorful and not, you know, gritty realism. It, it's ridiculous. It's Terry Crews in a super suit. It is literally Terry Crews in a super suit. And yes. I'm not saying that doesn't count for something. Like, finding out more about it, it's much less... But the basic pitch was very... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not actual militarized police dealing with actual mm. gangs using yeah, actual no. gang colors. Right. Like Different story. Don't do that. Ugh. Um... Now, <laughs> the, uh, the that said, Agents of Mayhem did come out this year. And if Agents of Mayhem does okay, mm-hmm. and if Agents of Mayhem gets multiplayer, like it should have, so I can play it with my friends, hint, hint, Deep Silver. What's Agents of Mayhem? Agents yeah. of Mayhem is the Saints Row universe version of G.I. Joe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a Saturday morning cartoon that can say fuck. <laughs> I'm listening. 
But it doesn't have multiplayer, so I'm not that interested in getting my hands on it. That is boo. Because <laughs> the best thing about Saint, the best thing about Saints Row games is running around with you or with Casey or with someone else, going, "What the hell? What's this? What's that? <laughs> I just shot a tank." I'll be honest. When out it, a window. I'll be honest. Go, when when I, when I first heard about Agents of Mayhem, I had no idea it was a Saints Row game until I looked at the website, mm. and even then, I still <laughs> thought it was a MOBA. Yeah, it definitely it definitely looks a bit too much like a MOBA. I still don't anyway. know what the fuck it is, other than it's a Saints Row game. It it is it is literally a we are the agents of mayhem opposing the evil villains of the organization. I think it's vile. <laughs> um, somewhat like that. Yeah. Um, and, and so you have <laughs> the the agents are composed in four trios: the bombshells, the carnage à trois. <laughs> The Firing Squad and the Franchise Force. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play this game. Yeah, definitely. I want to play this game with my friends. Definitely. (laughs) Also, just just the line of characters. Single player game. That's what people want out of their Saints Row fun. (laughs) Yeah, because Lords knows Gat Out of Hell didn't also sell itself on you get to play Gat and Kinsey. Anyway, huh. oh yeah, the the supervillain ego organ. So Mayhem's goal is to stop supervillain organization Legion, the League of Evil Gentlemen, intent on obliterating nations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it a lot. What does Mayhem stand for? The multinational agency hunting evil masterminds. That's Mayhem. The Y on the end of agency. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Mm. <sighs> yeah, I. You know, what's, you know what's great? You know what's great about Saints Row? You know what's great about Saints Row is that I can actually picture that exact conversation <laughs> happening <laughs> in, in game in a cutscene. It's like that spells, ma- that spells mahem, and he looks yeah. at, and, the, the, and, the, and the boss. They look over. They look. The boss looks it over. He just just changes the Y to an uppercase Y. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, also showing that they have no shame whatsoever. And remember, this is a game development company that at this point is owned by the people who got rich selling DVDs of German dubs of the King of Queens. That's the, a callback. The villain organization is, uh, is funded by Altor, who are one of the main antagonists of Saints Row 2, and also the Mars Company in Red Faction. <laughs> oh, God. They've made a shared universe. They've made a shared oh, universe! No. <laughs> Which means oh, no, that Red Faction are, Armageddon... No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Red Faction was always in the Saints Row universe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Now, here's the question. If that's the case... Um, in, Saints Row, in Saints Row 2... Or no... Is Saints Row One? You find you, you, there's an Altor executive that you talked that you can you can find a file where they talk about the stuff they're doing on Mars. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? If that's the case, if the, if we accept that there is like a, 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 a game universe around these three games franchises, Rowdy Roddy Piper is in them. Does that yes. mean because they talk because Rowdy Roddy Piper they show him as a character who is like a wrestler and, and capable of actually doing his wrestling moves and whatnot? Um, all all things 
being weirdly equal. Does this mean that WWE kayfabe is part of the Saints Row universe? I mean, it wouldn't be surprising. In which case, does that mean there's actually an undead wizard running around in the WWE in Saints Row in Agents of Mayhem? Would that be weird? Not really. I mean, there's, there's nothing you can say David. about the WWE. That, first of all, first of all, first of all, you have a slight problem with that, and uh, the WWE never owned the rights to the Roddy Roddy Piper Rowdy Roddy Piper character. Oh, that was always his. Oh my that's god, that's awesome. a serious Piper, even answer. When he was wrestling in independent promotions. That's really cool. Go him. <laughs> I, I, I will. I, well, I, it wasn't until uh, it wasn't un- like Hulk Hogan, you know, had his rights too. It wasn't until after. The, uh, after the Hulkamania era, that they really started focusing hard on making sure that they had the merchandising rights, merchandising rights for their workers. Huh. Okay. Because until after the Hulkamania, until, until after the Hulkamania era, they never really thought of wait, what happens if these people leave and make money elsewhere? Because they never considered the possibility of them making money elsewhere. <laughs> well, I, doesn't that just mean there's one extra step? Like, if he's the same character in his independent promotional work as he is in the WWE, <laughs> and they don't own him, but he's in there, so that makes you continuity, Link. This is some Saint Elsewhere bullshit, this is. <laughs> Saints Elsewhere? Saint Elsewhere is a... Uh, no. Oh! All right, that's an episode of the Downloadable Concept Podcast. <laughs> Believe and, it or not. And I'm pulling the lever <laughs> as quickly as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's the little bit of the Munchlax and... <laughs> <laughs> no Munchlax and power. <laughs> Just imagine three Munchlax and dabbing in different directions. Like, what? Don't worry, I'll explain it to you later. They don't I'm have long enough arms. They can't do it! They don't have long enough arms. <laughs> Anyway, they wouldn't be dabbing. They'd just be putting a cookie in their mouths. <laughs> I'm sorry, something you mentioned something about cookies. As with all the stuff we do here at Downloadable Concept Podcast, this episode was brought to you by you, uh, helpful Patreons to whom we are incredibly grateful. We, uh, <laughs> If you like what you listen to, please, by all means, consider going and giving us a dollar. If you want to, like, consul- I hope it was worth it! If you want to console me through the editing process... As this jackal <laughs> continues to laugh her way, it's okay. Don't let them see you cry. Anyway, uh, as ever always, that was Jeb. That was Fox. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that was, was Fox. She's dead now. That, yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> tune, tune in next time when we'll be talking about mist and abduction.
like an actual teaser, like an actual thing. <laughs> we can do that I'm now. Respond to that. Abduction. <laughs> like I, I, I know like I said the abduction. word abduction. It's Not just abduction. it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like abduction because my accent isn't very distinct with the O's and A's. I guess. Okay, well, I mean that's weird. Mm. Usually, it's the American accents that uh, have similar O's and A's. Abduction. Yeah, there you go. Abduction. 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 Get the umlauts in there. Abduction. Well, I was going to be all like a serious, uh, you know, lead into the next episode. But how do outro without joke? <laughs> then you took care of that. I don't know if that's a joke as much as it's just wasting everyone's time, but hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do. All right, just stop the record. Time is my OK Cupid profile name.